0: Welcome to the Perspectives with Catherine Toon podcast. All right, everybody. Uh, I've got a a beautiful and powerful topic today. We're going to talk about being empowered as sons and daughters of God. And, you know, this is the place of rest. This is a place where you actually enjoy uh, your Christianity right this is the place where um, where we're actually unveiled as who we are and we're actually receive what we're called to receive you know if you're a a perfect father who is love uh, by definition fathers have children you're not a father until you have children and if you're love that means it's all about, you are all about your kids right it's other centered love you know god didn't create his kids uh because he was deficient right i like i need meaning <laughs> uh god created kids because he's love and love as other-centered love, you, father, son, and spirit, uh, as other-giving love, exploding in a race of children, because that's what love does. Love is all about the other. And so uh, being about the other and creating kids who are dependent on him uh, means that it's all about their good. It's all about good. So he, and then all about partnering with them as they mature in expanding a kingdom and creating more kids. And so, uh, so us receiving from God, um, is not about a, a striving, is not about a trying to be good enough, is not about a, um, uh, a trying to be worthy, Or serving or a transactional thing. Well, well, if, if you do this, I'll do this. You know, God did and God does. And so God is helping us awaken to our sonship and daughtership, right? As being, and not just like kids, because people have kids all the time that they don't love well. Or they, it's probably most of the time it's a mixture in this way. They love well and that way they don't love well. And so what happens is we have humanity who is really, you know, who, who struggles for significance, who struggles for acceptance, who struggles, uh, loving and being loved and loving and, you know, all these different things and who, who struggles with power struggle and all the different things we have. Because ultimately, we don't know we're loved. We don't know we're adored kids. And as kids, we're dependent on a father. You know, God the Father is there for us. We're not there for him. Religion says we're there for him. Did you, if you created your kids for you... It's about you and not your kids. And you're not, um, you're not being the parent you were called to be. I didn't create my kids. I, obviously I, I, I created my kids because I wanted someone to love, right? I wanted, that was just part of an extension of my, my husband's and my love for one another, but they're not here to serve me. I'm there to serve him. Now in that, um, I, there's an expectation of service. Because they're well loved. And when you love well, you pay it forward, right? And so, you know, I, I, I didn't create them to be spoiled little brats. Uh, I created them to be lovely people, but I'm there to serve them. Right. And, you know, God is there to serve us. What does God need? Right. It's like, wow, you know, he needs more money. No, he doesn't need more money. He needs more power. No, he doesn't need more power. No, he needs fame. No, he's already famous. He's not insecure. Right. What does God need that we can give him except doing the one thing that he calls us to love as he loves Right? He wants his kids to get along. (laughs) What a concept. All right. So, and, and this comes from a place in getting our needs met, uh, getting the healing that we need, uh, getting the provision that we need, um, getting the healing for our minds that we need. We're, we're just dependent on God. And so how do we receive that? If we're going to God in prayer and saying, you know, well, I got to do this and jump through these hoops, we're starting from the wrong premise. And we're acting as if we are orphans or servants. Uh, and, you know, I, this is a message that's been taught very well. Um, it's just a message that continues to be preached. Why? Because we haven't gotten it yet. <laughs> the reason why I am called and I'm just camping out in this God is love and we're marked by love and all those things is because we just haven't get gotten it. And, you know, no condemnation. We just need more. It's like, you know, in the United States, we have 12 years of mandatory schooling. Why? Because you don't get it in the first two years. Well, you know, if that's the way it is about math and science and social studies and all the different things, well, you know, understanding who we are as sons and daughters is a much deeper thing. And and we're, we're, we're born into a world where there's darkness, where there's confusion, where there's pain and um and we need healing from all of that so you know the heart the heart of how god wants us to operate is the heart of um, being a son and daughter who rests in their value and just because we have siblings doesn't mean we feel insignificant you know i was talking to one of my my children and you know and 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 she's um gorgeous and beautiful, but struggles uh they all struggle in some way with insecurity, and they look to one another, look to one another's strengths, and then they feel less than rather than and then they look to their own weakness and then they feel less than, and you know that's why the Lord said, I and mean, the Lord said through Paul through Paul that it's not wise to compare ourselves. Amongst ourselves, because either we end up as feeling superior, which is prideful and not good for us, or we end up feeling inferior, which is, um, the flip side of pride and not good for us. There's like not a win. Now getting inspired by people, absolutely. I mean, you know, admiring one another, uh, inspired by one another. It's like, Oh, I can do something great too, but not, um, feeling less than not feeling less than or greater than. Right. So I'm going to go through kind of a list of different things. Uh, this is from, um, I think it's Jeff, uh, Frost, his ministry. Um, and he talks about, uh, how sons and daughters operate versus how, um, how orphans operate or servants operate. And so this particular thing, and this will be probably a multi-part series, um, is all about, um, um, uh, sort of diagnosing where we're at. And this is not to make you feel bad, like you're performing wrong. And no, the performance is the problem. (laughs) It's like, it's a way of being, you don't perform in being, you're being like you're being because God created you and you're being. And so, so it's a, it's a healing issue, not a condemnation issue. So, you know, a, um, a, a son or daughter, sees, um, God as a loving father, as a father that approves of them. Whereas an orphan sees God as a master. Um, and so if, if, if you're about, if we are talking about the language of service and, and, um, him's your master and, and that kind of thing, there's an orphan hearted, there's a misunderstanding of who God is, right? Um, the, um, uh, the son and daughter, of God who sees themselves as operating that way, um, acknowledges our need and acknowledges an interdependence. You know, in the United States, we tend to be independence is really valued. Well, that's actually broken. There's a level, um, you know, it's not, we're not just flat on our back. We're partners, but we're not independence. We need to be interdependent. There's some things that I can receive from you, um, that I can't get just me and Jesus. And there are things you receive from me that you can't get just you and Jesus. And he made us to be interdependent. There's a humility there, right? Um, the orphan heart is independent and self-reliant, right? Um, it's all about me. It's all on me. And there's a pride in that. And there's also a tremendous pain in that, right? Because you got to cough something up that you really can't cough up, right? So you constantly live in that place. Um, the heart of the son and daughter, <clears throat> and I, am kind of modifying these as I go along with kind of revelation I have. So I'm adding it in there, um, is living by the law of love. You're living by the law of love, the law of freedom, right? So Jesus gave us a new commandment. I give you, it fulfills all the other commandments to love as I love, as Jesus loves, right? As Christ loves, as God loves versus, um, Um, the orphan heart is a love of the law clinging to, if I do this, then I get this. There's a transactional nature, right? You're trying to earn your own righteousness. You're trying to fluff and buff yourself by what you do. Oh, I tithe off my mint or I, you know, I, I, I tithe period, or I give to this, look how good I am. And there's a pride in that. And there's an insecurity in that. And there's bondage in that. There is bondage in that, um, the heart of the, the son and daughter is like, I, I ultimately, there's a rest and a peace inside. Yeah. Things may be haywire. Um, I'm looking around. Things are definitely haywire. Um, but there's a, re- yes, like I know I can be at rest. I can be at peace. So the one, the, you know, I need someone bigger than me and they adore me, right? And they accept me right where I'm at with all my crap <laughs> and they're helping me pass my crap. I can be at rest and peace where the orphan heart is constantly insecure. There's no peace. They're tossed to and fro. And you know, a lot of these people are high producers, but they don't have that rest and peace. Why? Because they may have accomplished great things and yay that, right? But if you're doing it from the place, of got to work it up myself. I'm all alone doing that, right? There is no rest and there's no peace. Um, The heart of a son and daughter is totally accepted in God's love and justified by grace, right? So you're totally accepted. Yeah, I know I have issues. Yeah, I've done really crappy things, but I am loved and I'm accepted. Thank you, daddy, for loving me. Help me in the place where I can't help myself, right? And he's there and he's not coming out, wagging the finger. Whereas um, the orphan-hearted person is constantly striving for praise and appro- approval and acceptance of people. And a lot of times, to the extent that we're operating in orphan-hearted ways, and we're all recovering, so when I arrive, I will let you know, okay? Um, but um, uh, is when uh, people criticize you, when people don't approve of you, when you're not accepted by people when you're ignored or whatever, well, what is that bringing up in you? And if there's not a place in you, that's like, okay, well, that's not fun, but I'm, I'm really good. Like I really don't need that. Right. I really don't need that. And, um, and it's, it's a beautiful thing to be freed. Oh my Jesus. From the fear of man, right. From what are they going to think? You know, there are things that I, I just, I'm going to do that. Honestly, I know I'm going to get flack for. <laughs> I just, it's just a thing, and I'm like, well, let the chips fall where they may, because I'm not doing this for the approval of man. If I can set someone free and help someone, I'm doing it because I trust God, and that He/slash She is saying, Catherine, yeah, I want you to do this, okay? Well, you know, there's going to be a brouhaha, but yeah, if there is. Mm-hmm, yeah. And so, but I'm doing it because that's what he asked me to. And I'm trusting him slash her with the results. I'm bringing that up because one of my things is is talking about the, um, the, uh, the mother attributes of God. I've gotten flack for that. Um, uh, let's see. So, um, the son and daughter, um, seeks time, uh, times of quietness and solitude to rest in the father's presence and love. <sighs> This is what I call in my book, Marked by Love, retreating to love. People ask me, what does that mean? Well, it's like going inside and connecting with God because, man, I just got smacked in the face. You know what I mean? I kind of, there was a little bit of a fallout recently with someone. I I talk about God adoring us. I use that language, number one, because it's accurate. And oh my goodness, they were really upset by it because, well, that means he's worshiping you. It's like, well... I don't think he's, he, I mean, we are little G gods, but God is big G God and he adores his kids. Don't you adore your kids? Um, are you love without, is, is he love without limit? And that's an adoration. That's his joy, right? Uh, so anyway, uh, it's amazing, uh, what people can have problems with. Um, so the orphan hearted person has, has, um, whoops. Oops. Strives for the praise and approval and acceptance of people, just a striving. This is where we're paying attention to our social media and like, I've got this many followers. There's people like me. Oh my God. Someone unfollowed me. <laughs> it's like, Oh God, whatever. Um, uh, and it's not like you don't care at all, but really that's not, I hope that's not why you're, why you're doing what you do. Um, uh, the, uh, uh, the son and the daughter is a motivated, um, by service is motivated, like we serve. You know why I serve most of the time? I mean, I, I generally don't serve because I feel like, uh, like God's going to be mad if I don't. I'm trying to earn something. It's because I love people. I, I, I'm, I'm a four on the Enneagram. I want to help. I want to be helpful. It's not helpful. Turn me off. Right. Right. is mo- so service is motivated by a deep gratitude for being unconditionally loved and accepted by God. When you know you're unconditionally loved and accepted by God, you know, the only thing you can really do is love back. And you know what love's going to look like? It's going to look like service. Like I love God. Oh my God, I got to share this love that I've received. I love him because he first loved me. And out of that place, it's like, oh yeah, you need to be loved and you need to be set free. And this motivates me when I'm tired, when I don't feel like it, when I'm having a bad hair day, when honestly I want to quit. And it's like, okay, I'm done with my five minutes of quitting. Um, you know, whatever that is. (laughs) Okay. Um, so, uh, for the orphan, uh, it's a personal need for achievement. This is where we build monuments to ourselves, right? Um, uh, as you seek to impress God and others, Uh, or you don't have any motivation to serve at all. It's all about me and I haven't got mine and ugh, I don't want to serve, right? And so you're, 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 you're not tracking with how you're wired. There's fulfillment in service. They're really, and when it's not about you, oh my God, let's get our eyes off ourselves for five minutes, right? Um, uh, the motive behind Christian disciplines, pleasure and delight. You know why I go to the word? Not because I have to. Um, because I get to, I like glean stuff. It's like, Oh God, I needed that. Thank you. Right. Why, why do I talk to God? It's like, Oh my God, I'm desperately dependent on him. So I'm, I'm in prayer. Like, right, right. That's my, my discipline, uh, in the giving. Um, you know what I am motivated because why? Because I'm loved. I'm So let me serve. Right. Um, uh, the, um, the orphan-hearted person does a spiritual disciplines to earn God's favor. It's duty, right? Or you're not motivated at all. So we're talking about motive for uh, disciplines. Now we're on to motives for purity, for like a pure living, godly living. Um, the son and daughter wants, wants to be holy, does not want to do anything to imitate uh, to interfere with their relationship with God. Now, in that interference with their relationship with God, it's not like, um, like, oh, God's leaving the room because you did something unholy, right? Um, it's because honestly, we violate our own conscience. And when we violate our own conscience, we feel yucky, okay? Uh, so you want to keep a pure conscience. And then it's like, you know, when you've done something yucky, you don't really want to engage with God, Right. Because, um, you know, whatever. And it just interferes with relationship, right? Um, it's all about relationship, isn't it? Um, the orphan or the servant must be holy to have God's favor. Have you, have you heard this? Like somehow favor leaves the room if, if you do something. No, it doesn't. Like we do, we are not that powerful to change God's opinion of us, right? He doesn't withdraw love. He doesn't withdraw favor because we're misbehaving. Um, right? We're just not that powerful. We need to get we need to settle that we just we're just not our good behavior or bad behaviors are not going to change God's opinion of us. He's not disappointed in us uh because we got confused and did something. Um uh so um the orphan has a sense of guilt and shame. Whereas um the son and daughter who's done, you may have guilt. I hope you have guilt if you do something wrong. That means you have a good conscience, but you run to God. Uh, for forgiveness, you receive it, you forgive yourself, you let God cleanse your conscience, you clean up your mess and you, and you move on, right? Because relationship, uh, because God's approval of you, God's love of you, um, is not up for grabs. It just is, regardless of your behavior. Um, in the area of self-image, right? Um, we are, um, we have a positive self-image. We feel affirmed because we know we're valuable. You are valuable, and you know where you don't feel that way nothing works, nothing works um uh the um the 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 image uh, the image for the orphan uh is self-rejection because you're comparing yourself it's like, well, I'm not as good as my siblings, so that's not good. Well, you know no you're accept yourself, you love yourself, that honors God it says, God, you did such a good job with me." I love myself. Yay me. <laughs> and But you also realize you didn't create yourself. So you don't get a swelled head about it. Uh In terms of comfort, seeking times of quietness and solitude to rest in God's presence and his love is restorative, right? <sighs> You're where I go for comfort. Because a lot of times you look here. No, that's not. You look here. You know, that's not. And we have all these false comforts. Um, and where ultimately God is the comfort that really makes you feel comforted, right? Um, and and the orphans seeking comfort in counterfeit affections, in addictions, compulsions, escapism, busyness, hyper-religious activity. Boy, this is this was me for so long. All of these were me for so long, right? And and I'm still, you know, growing in it, so I haven't arrived. Uh, in relationships with peers, um, there's humility. And unity as you value others and are able to rejoice in their successes and their blessings because someone else is successful doesn't mean you're not. And this, we're not in competition. Okay. This whole thing, you know, God, I, I, I wrote a blog one time, um, and about God's provision. And it's like, so many people think, well, if they get their piece of the pie, I don't get my piece of the pie. And we're just in competition. Well, God will just make more pies, right? Um, It's a misunderstanding of God, uh, for the orphans, for the, for the servants. Um, there's competition, rivalry, jealousy towards others, success and envy. So love does not envy. Why? Because I'm, I'm good. Like you're, you got, oh my God, that's so amazing. I'm so excited for you. And, and just trusting that you get yours, right? Everybody gets, everybody gets, right? Um, handling of others faults, um, Love covers a multitude of sins. Isn't that good to know? It doesn't mean it it, it uh, sweeps it under the rug and pretends it's not there and is hypocritical. No, it means that that needs healing. And there are times with um, sin, I mean, it's basically all, all needing healing, where you need to be covered so you can recover, so you can be healed. Love covers as you seek to restore others in a spirit of love and gentleness. So when I'm seeing someone sin, I'm not going out and trumpeting it. Like, I'm sort of this, I don't know what that is. It's really gross. Um, I'm not there to expose people. I'm not the national inquirer of, you know, right? Uh, the accusation and exposure is, is really not of God. Uh, the accuser of the brethren is actually Satan, the Satan. Okay. Um, uh, accusation and exposure in order to make yourselves look good by uh, making others look bad. and there's this pride that comes like I've got to expose this to the church and I'm not saying like you know you've got you know let's say a serious problem like pedophiles at church that needs to be exposed because people are getting hurt but you, it needs to go handle in proper in a in a proper way, taking care of the kids and taking care of the person who's contributing the sin, right? Who's, who's contributing to the damage, the vast damage, um, view of authority. Um, so sons and daughters are respectful and honoring as they're seen as ministers of God for good. Like, you know what? I'm really glad that someone's out there running the roads. And I may think that they ought to do this road and not that road or whatever. Okay. That's, but I, I don't want the job. So I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I've got someone in authority who's doing the roads or doing the whatever, right? Uh, orphans see authority as a source of pain and are distrustful towards them. They have a lack uh, of heart submission. They're rebellious. Like, you're not going to tell me what to do. Well, you know what? That's their job. So you yield. And then the areas where you're in authority, Others yield and we yield. Oh my goodness, we're submitting to one another in love and it's life all the way around. A view of correction or admonition. So um, uh, sons and daughters receive admonition as a blessing uh, and needed, right? So that faults and weaknesses are exposed in a loving way that love is covering so that they can be healed and put to death. So, you know, God disciplines those he loves. And so if I lean into that because he loves me, not because I'm bad or, or, or reject worthy, it's just I'm so worthy that those false ways of being, yeah, those are unworthy of me, right? Um, so uh, orphans uh, have a difficult time receiving admonition. Um, you, there's this battle to be right. Feelings are hurt. Uh, they close their spirits to discipline, right? Um, because their their behavior is what they're basing their identity on and their worth and value. Um, expression of love. Uh, sons and daughters are open, patient, and affectionate. Uh, as we lay aside my life, my agenda, I lay them down in order to focus on the needs of others. How can I help you? How can I help you? Um, and that that's very fulfilling to me, um, you know, and there are limits to that. Right. Um, whereas orphans are guarded, conditional love based on others performance as they seek to get their own needs met. So it's constant trying to get my needs met. What what's in it for me? Right. Um, sons and daughters, uh, the sense of God's pl- presence is close and intimate. You know, this person that had such a problem with saying that um, that God adores his kids hasn't experienced the adoration of God, like how much he adores her personally, right? He just adores her. It's like, can't get enough of her. He's love, right? And he's holy. And they're actually not mutually exclusive. They're actually one and the same. Uh, and so that closeness and intimacy, as God adores me, I'm like, wow, I it's life. And then I can give to you, right? Whereas um, uh, a sense of God's presence for the orphan is conditional and distant if it's there at all, right? Um Sons and daughters of God who know their sons are, are living in freedom, where the spirit of the Lord is, where the spirit is Lord, where they're experiencing their God as father. Um, there's freedom. Whereas for orphans or servants, it's bondage. They're just in bondage, right? And they're feeling that, right? Um, y- you feel like a son and daughter. Like, I'm not, I, I can, you know, uh, my, my kids, they don't need to call in advance or whatever. They just come in, um, come, you know, unlock the door, go in go into the fridge, you know, whatever, like it's all there for them. And we're just happy they're there. Right. Whereas, well, Oh, wow. Well, you know, can I, can I do this? Can I come in? Can I, do, what? That's a servant and a slave. Like, you know, there's a, there's a familiarity without contempt, right. That you just come in. It's like, I'm coming into my, yes, I'm here. And he's so happy to see you. Right. Um Vision. To, uh, for the, for the son and daughter to experience the father's unconditional love and acceptance on a daily basis. This is where you live from and then be sent as a representative of his love, uh, to your family and to others. Uh, for the orphan, uh, the spiritual ambition is kind of what drives them. The earnest desire for spiritual achievement. This is all about my ministry. Um, and the distinction and the willingness to strive for it, right? My ministry, my whatever. I'm like, you know what? Dude, this is yours. We're doing this together. I'm partnering with you. But you know what? If I need to be shut down or whatever, it just is a thing. Whatever. I don't know. It changes nothing with my relationship with God. It just Maybe there's a different expression of what that looks like in serving others. Um, and then there's a willingness there to strive for it. A desire to be seen and counted among the mature. Right, like, I'm one of the mature ones. I've made it. Crap. And you know where I I've seen myself operate like that. I'm like yuck. That's got to go. That has got to go. I I um um I'm writing a book and and I, I asked someone of like note uh to see if they would write a forward or or just what they think of it. And 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 I was so thrilled, like he said yes, which is so great. And he goes, but I'm not promising anything. And I just want to let you know you're in my stack and I may not get to you. And I'm just like so happy because I feel so loved, nestled in the stack. So whether it becomes a thing or not, I'm just I'm just happy to be counted among in kind of more of a relational way, not a I've gotta like tick this off, which is really gross, right? I have no idea when that's gonna happen. Not my problem. Um, I, I'm, I, I, I wrote this book out of obedience to God. I mean, obedience, like, I, like, write this. I want you to write this. Okay. Yes, we're doing this together, not to earn his favor, but because that's his part of his plan for me. So I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. Right. I'll share this revelation, uh, that I have that is controversial that I'm going to give back for. <laughs> and, and, um, you know, and, and then I felt like what I was supposed to, supposed to, the sons of God, the daughters of God are led by the spirit of God, not by pride, not by, um, a desire to be significant. I'm already significant, like, right. The desire has been met, right. You have a need to be significant and you are, isn't that good? You get your needs met, um, uh, attitude towards the future. Um, so future it's like, because I'm a daughter, uh, because you're a son, um you've already inherited all things right this is this is the father's with the father with the prodigal son and the father with the with the with the legalistic elder brother both of them already had everything right and either they you know kind of abused it or they didn't think they had it and both have fractured images of their father. What a heartbreak to their father. Did it change the father's position at all? Absolutely not. You can't sin your way um, with, you know, uh, crappy uh living and ha- get God to reject you and leave you and withdraw his inheritance and his favor. And you can't sin your way out of being legalistic. You don't give me anything. You, you know, um, unforgiving and bitter towards your brother, all about performance, um, uh, you know, all of that. And you didn't do this and you never let me And I've been slaving away for you and you reward this jerk and, you know, whatever, and just begrudging and ugly. And it changes nothing about uh, God's uh, opinion towards this elder brother. Now, there's correction in both. Uh, you know what? God doesn't want you living in the pig pen and God doesn't want you to be a, a, a judgmental legalist. Neither one are worthy of you, but the inheritance is yours. And that's how you receive and looking forward. That's what that is. So these are, um, if, if you're wanting this, this is just actually from a graph that I literally copied and pasted, and then I kind of altered mine. So if you're wanting to know about this book, it's spiritual slavery, um, um, by Jack Frost, spiritual slavery to spiritual sonship. It's really good contrasting these hearts, uh, the heart of these. And it's just a great list. It's a great list to like, where am I in this? Where am I in this? So, um, so these things will help you, uh, as you're, um, uh, meditating on them. Uh, and then I am going to, uh, do a part two because I've got a whole bunch of stuff to, um, to share, uh, apart from this. So we're just going to do that and I'll shut it down for now and I'll catch you for part two. Love you guys. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.